0: Welcome to episode number 200 of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh and I am joined by my friend and co-host Alex. And we have reached a milestone here on the Giant Take Podcast while reaching our second Giants loss of this 2022 season. And Alex and I talked about it right before recording. Of course... Of course, it has to come on a loss. This episode, in this winning season, this season of miraculous win after miraculous win, we decide to land episode number two hundred after the Seattle Seahawks recap, which we know is going to be a tough game. But obviously, as Giants fans, hoping we can record our recap, uh, you know, with excitement and happiness, and you know, all around have a full circle episode two hundred special moment uh, of a recap. And the Giants let us down uh, and they head into the bye with a loss after we talked about in the preview how crucial a win would really be for this team heading into the bye week. But whatever it is, it is a six and two record, Alex, especially with the way we're going into the season, is a pretty good freaking record to head into the bye week with. I'm, I am beyond ecstatic uh, for where this team is right now in the grand scheme of things in the NFL and the NFC East. Standings-wise, obviously it could be better. We didn't expect the Eagles or the Cowboys to look as good as they're doing either, just like they didn't expect us to look this good. So the Giants right now, they sit third in the NFC East. Obviously 6-2, and two, just like those Dallas Cowboys, except the other loss came against them, so they get the upper hand in the head-to-head matchup. And somehow, the Eagles are still undefeated, so they sit atop the NFC East. But yes, the Giants lose by a score of 27-13, and Alex and I are here to talk about it. Alex... Um, I know it's a little depressing for this one, especially with such a grand, big episode for us here after doing this for almost, uh, whatever it is now, uh, almost three years, the podcast, right? Yeah, Um, almost three years coming up in the spring, but um, episode 200, how you feeling?
1: I mean, I'm, I'm ecstatic about episode 200 because it's been a long journey. And to be honest, to get to episode 200 is kind of crazy thinking about, you know, how most of these episodes, you know, they range obviously from 20 to 40 minutes or whatever. Uh, sometimes they've gone even longer, especially in our earlier episodes. But I feel like, you know, Josh and I actually calculated this, like how many hours of our, uh, you know, these recordings have taken. And then obviously that's not even including all the work we do outside of actually recording and listening, you know, recording the actual content, uh, the research before, the editing, etc., and it, you know, it was a lot of time. Um, so that's really what I think of episode 200. Uh, I'm thinking, wow, we've put a lot of time into this, and you know, I'm I'm proud of what we've accomplished. I'd like to say, in terms of the Giants, I'm not proud of what they accomplished today, but I am proud of what they accomplished this season so far. Uh, six and two going into the bye. If you told me that. Uh, we were going to be six and two going into the bye week, uh, into week nine. I would say you are crazy, and I would say you're probably thinking two and six. Um, and I think two and six going into the bye is probably where I expected us to be. Maybe three and five. Um, and the fact that the Giants are six and two, Brian Dable, Joe Shane, those guys have done a masterful job. And you look at this team today. There's not a lot of talent. Uh, on this roster, and the fact that they've a- been able to you know, put all these pieces together and really work this team um, to get these tight wins uh, over teams like the Titans, the Ravens, the Packers, uh, and then obviously even against teams like ba- the Bears and uh, who else have we played? I'm trying to think. The Jaguars, right? So, um, you know, they're impressive wins. Obviously, the Seahawks team, I think, is a lot better than a lot of people give them credit for. They have a pretty solid defense, um, and then obviously... I think Geno Smith is actually turning into quite a decent quarterback, and they got a lot of weapons at wide receiver. Kenneth Walker is really dangerous as well, as we saw. And uh, it was just kind of a matchup that just didn't go our way. Obviously, a few unlucky moments, which we'll get to in a minute, but uh, certainly uh, it's not one of those games that leaves me... You know, heartbroken. I think it was just we were outplayed today by the better team and we, you know, didn't end up winning. And I think that's basically uh, what Brian Dable said in the press conference. They were just better than us in every aspect of the game.
0: Yeah, Alex. I mean, I think you said it pretty much close to perfectly. Um to where that they they just out-rostered us uh, in that basic asset of the game. If you really think about it, they out-depth charted us. You could say it that way, too. Um, and I think listeners or watchers, if you're watching the episode on YouTube, you know exactly what we're talking about. Um, you know, the team that has a wide receiving core that's more than just one guy. Um, and for right now, the Giants' one guy is rookie Wandel Robinson. And when it's not him, it's... Darius Slayton, and that is not DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. It's not even close to that. And you look at our running back, which today is normally who carries us and throughout the season has really put the team on his back in most of these situations, running and passing the ball. That's Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley today. He just could not get it going. I think it was partly uh, because the Giants were missing Ben Bredesen, who's now on IR a Neal missing the game today. The Giants had to make some changes on that offensive line. I think it's partly Seattle Seahawks and their de- the Seattle Seahawks and their defensive line. They have a pretty good, you know, uh, defense. And maybe it's also Saquon Barkley. Uh the the running back himself, he just didn't have the day that he wanted. He wasn't able to break through tackles like we've seen him. He wasn't able to split the gaps like we've seen him do so far this season. Um so I think that was, you know, that that that's what happened there. And then Daniel Jones. And obviously we'll break this down a little bit, you know, heavier. We're just kind of, we, we start these with like kind of like the basic overview. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think there was, there was a, this is the first game I would say this season for Daniel Jones where I did not like what I saw from him on the field today. Um, I thought there were a few overthrows and there were throws he needed to hit. Uh, there is one specific one. The receiver was wide open. I don't remember who it was specifically. Yeah, the, Maybe the it was. The tight
1: end, that the cager, the tight end who came up from the practice yes. squad. Yeah.
0: Yep. Correct. He got elevated this week, had the guy wide open. Uh, and Mark Sanchez, who, by the way, Mark Sanchez and Kevin Kugler are on the call today. I'd like to give them credit. Obviously, you know, I'm a huge, like, broadcaster, broadcasting fan. It's what I want to do with career path wise. I thought they were absolutely. Amazing on the call today. And Mark Sanchez especially does a great job of analysis, similar to like you see former uh, you know players doing now getting on calls, especially like Tony Romo is the big guy calling uh, predicting plays in the future. Greg Olson is also in the broadcasting. But I'd like to give a special shout out to Mark Sanchez because I think he did great in the booth, um, giving the aspect and, and more in, insight analysis um, on the game but anyway uh, for that Daniel Jones though he was saying that a you know a quarterback obviously him being a former quarterback um, knowing seeing that open receiver and getting a little too excited and jittery that you just kind of want to throw it to them. you don't actually want to take that extra foot, plant it, take a deep breath, inhale, exhale, turn your waist, and throw that ball and make sure it kind of loops into the receiver's hands because you don't want to throw them behind them either. And Daniel Jones just didn't do that. He saw that open wide receiver, got probably really excited, and just immediately threw it and absolutely overthrew him. Uh, so, yeah, this is the first game that I would say I saw Daniel Jones and would call him underperforming for me today. Besides that, he's been playing up, Alex, for that new contract. And that's something that, as we go into this bye week, maybe in our episode like later this week that we record – that might be one of the talking points we do. I don't know what we're going to do later this week. We'll we have to like talk about that, but maybe it's you know we'll talk about Daniel Jones and if he deserves the contract. And right now, I would say he's playing up to this contract, but in this game, he was not whatsoever. Um, so that's what I have to say there. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, in terms of the two players you mentioned, I'll go a little bit more in depth here. Saquon Barkley, 20 rushes, 53 yards, a touchdown, uh, and then three receptions for nine yards. It really felt like Saquon Barkley... I, this was just my feeling today. It almost felt like we were going back to last year for Saquon Barkley today, where he seemed a little bit hesitant at, so, at times, was trying to you know do a few too many jump cuts, wasn't just running you know I think direct enough like he, we saw him do all throughout the beginning of this season. It almost felt like he went back uh, to the Joe Judge days, uh, which was kind of weird uh, how that all turned out. Uh, Saquon just didn't look the same today. I don't know if you know there there was something different that happened. I don't think so. You know, you got to give respect to the Seattle defense. They shut down the run well, but for a defense that's notorious for not exactly being the best against the run, it was quite shocking that they weren't able to use Saquon Barkley uh, that effectively. And you could see when Saquon Barkley has a bad game, the Giants have a bad game. Uh, and I think that's pretty, um, you know, pretty much shows how reliant the Giants are on Saquon uh, of Saquon Barkley on offense. And I think, you know, hopefully he can get back on track after the bye week. And some of these offensive linemen, uh, you know, kind of get a little bit more cohesion together, uh, you know, with a few more practices. And then Daniel Jones, like you said, he definitely had a couple of overthrows. Uh, there was that Matt Breida one that was overthrown as well. Um, there was, you know, obviously, you know, that last pass on that fourth down uh, that he just threw it right at the defender was misthrown. And I feel like he, it felt like he was almost a little bit jittery. I think Seattle's a tough place to play as a quarterback. We know that. Uh, you know, loud, you know, very loud. I don't, I, I don't really know what else other words to use besides loud. So it's tough. Uh, he was in the silent count most of the game. And then obviously, uh, you know, when you don't have a lot of weapons, when you got have practice squad guys you're throwing to, no offense to them, uh, it's really hard to make plays. And I think that was just the issue for Daniel Jones. He just didn't have any weapons and, say, and they couldn't do anything in the run game to help him out uh, and kind of take some of that pressure off his back, especially in a a high energy, a high volume a stadium like the Seahawks Stadium, you really need the run game to kind of propel your offense so that you take some of the pressure off the quarterback's shoulders. And we weren't able to do that today. So I think that was, you know, kind of the big issue for Daniel Jones. Uh, and then obviously, the kind of coming from the issues with Saquon Barkley uh, and that offensive line not being able to get the run game going. Alex,
0: I forget now, who's the offensive lineman that started today that uh, in replacement of? bredesen
1: Uh so Azudu started in a replacement of bredesen and then Tyree no, Phillips no. started in a replacement of Tyree Neil.
0: Phillips. That's what I meant. Tyree Phillips and the replacement of Neil. Um he just was I don't know if he wasn't ready for the game today. Uh but I mean it showed that he was a backup. Uh he got multiple false start penalties uh against him that you know was crucial for the Giants, missed a couple key blocks. Um, It was just kind of unfortunate for him.
1: To be honest, I would say almost that the offensive line and pass protection was not bad today. I thought they were actually pretty solid most of the time, like good eighty percent of the time. It just felt like in the run game they missed Evan Neal and Ben Bredesen a lot. Uh, In the passing game, I don't think it was as distinguishable uh, as it was in the running game, and I think that was I think more of Daniel Jones' struggles were not because he didn't have time in the pocket. It was more that his guys just weren't getting open.
0: I mean, and we could talk about the receivers, uh, you know, in the passing game. Again, the Giants do not have top-quality talent. I'm um, I mean, at the wide receiver's position. It's just it's, it's what's true. Uh, you look to Darius Slayton today. He had five catches for 66 yards. I know that's Alex's boy, so I'm sure he's happy about that. Tanner Hudson having three catches for 58 yards, now being the starting tight end. Uh, if the Giants don't make a move by the trade deadline, he will be the starting tight end for a while. Um, you know, most likely for the rest of the season, if not very close up to that point when Daniel Bellinger can hopefully make his return. But for right now, that's just what we're living with at the tight end position. And then, yeah, wide receiver, we are living with. Wanda Robinson and Darius Slayton for the foreseeable future. If Kenny Galladay decides to get his, himself back on the field and not injured for uh, you know in two weeks when he literally has a buy to rest plus slash you know get back on the practice field and he wants to decide yeah let me play with my seventy two million dollar contract then maybe we'll see him in a couple of weeks. But anyway, we're rocking with Darius Slayton and Wanda Robinson right now. Don't have Darius Tony anymore as you know he was traded to the Kansas City Chiefs so he's gone. Uh, and you look to. David Sills, and Marcus Johnson behind them. So it's it's really it's really thin. I mean, we've been saying it all season, but now it's it's more than ever because even Kadarius Toney is not there to maybe look forward to in the future. He's gone. He got traded. Um, so it's even thinner than it was uh, beforehand. So that's where we're looking at the wide receivers.
1: What I would also say, in terms of the wide receiving room, I think you look at players like Darius Slayton right now, I think he's a solid wide receiver three, wide receiver four, maybe a decent wide receiver, too, in a pinch, uh, and I think Wandel Robinson really is just a slot guy. I don't think he has the flexibility that some people thought. I don't think he's like a Sterling Shepard or even like a Kadarius Toney in a way that he could play on the outside. I just don't think he's built for that, uh, and we kind of saw that in this game in the slot. Uh, he played, you know, quite a few snaps in the slot, never really on the outside, obviously. Uh, when we we're in any two or one tight end set or one receiver sets, uh, he was just not on the field. I think, you know, it's a struggle to get him involved a little bit um, from the slot at times, and we saw that today, he only had two receptions, Um, he was targeted a few times, but I kind of feel like Wandell Robinson, I think he has the potential to be really good, but I don't think he's going to be an every down, uh, you know, your alpha wide receiver that the, you know, Giants need, uh, kind of what we thought Kenny Galladay would be, uh, and hopefully, maybe he can be towards the end of the season, but uh, I'm not getting my hopes up about that. I think that's the real issue at the wide receiver position. You've got, you know, Darius Slayton, who can be, you know, a, a nice piece in a wide receiver room, but not the guy. Uh, and then I think, you know, Wandale Robinson, another guy who can be a nice piece, um, but none of these guys are going to be, you know, your every down uh, target that you can just look to at any time. I just don't think they're there; those type of receivers. And then at the tight end position, Tanner Hudson, Chris Myrak, you know, they're all right. They're, you know, they'll do a job, but I don't think... Myrick, sorry, I always say Myrack, Myrick. Myrick. Um, I think they do a job, but it's not... Like, they're not going to do anything explosive in the passing game. I think Daniel Bellinger really was uh, a really nice target for Daniel Jones. I think you could see how much he missed him uh, in this game, and that was really the lack of the receiving threat for the Giants, and it was really all on Saquon Barkley, and when he couldn't produce today, it was just all over for the Giants offense.
0: All right, Alex, we've been talking for a while. We have to get to this man eventually. Um, The destroyer uh, of the giant special teams tonight. Crusher Um,
1: of dreams. (laughs) Crusher
0: of dreams. Crusher of wins. Crusher of episode number 200 of the Giant (laughs) Take Podcast. And that is who I'm sure all you fans are thinking of. Yes, uh, that is Richie James, the punt and kick returner uh, for the New York Giants. Or just punt returner, right? I think... Right, yeah, he's just
1: punt return, and you know, he used to yeah. be re- in the offense quite involved getting you know as a receiver, but he hasn't been lately at all. Recently, the past few yeah. Games. yeah, So, um, maybe. Well, now, now it kind of explains some things, but continue. <laughs> so, Richie James today, crew uh, two
0: crucial punt months. Sorry, I got ahead of myself a little bit. Um, and then also on the one of them gets concussed, um, you know, when he lost the ball, his head kind of flew back, and the back of his head hit the turf, and immediately I knew I was like, concussion, he's out. Because I remember with Tua Tungavailoa, when he got injured um, and got that concussion earlier this season, it was when everyone saw him fall back, hit his head on the back of the turf, got up, and then that's when he stumbled. Remember, there was that whole scene, Alex, and then the the, the trainer you know, brought him back out, and there was the whole controversy of... How are you not diagnosing him with a concussion? He hit the back of his head. So that's exactly what happened to Richie James. And, and right when I saw the replay and it hit the back of his head, I was like, "He's he's that's a concussion. He's out of the game. And then the card came out. So um, it, it's, it really sucks uh, for Richie James. I know he wants to do better. Um, that's the special team's Little little tiny mistakes that obviously, if they were different and if they didn't occur and it was safe catches – uh, no muff punts, no fumbles. It, we would be maybe having a different episode right now, and it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a sad Giants are going into the bye with a loss. It would be let's go Giants are now another win into this bye. Um, but you know that that's just how it is sometimes. And you know what's really funny? I was watching the game with my dad as I normally do, and he said, you know, when he muffed that pun and he got concussed, he said this stuff like has not happened this season yet. Like, you know, this is normally like a, oh, this is like a Giants type of mistake or this is a Giants type of moment. Like, you know, that just Giants fans deal with us like these unfortunate type of things in previous seasons. Alex, we haven't had like something like that happen to us this year. So it's, you know, it's kind of bound to happen eventually. Right. And it took until what week? It's week eight, right? We took eight, it to week yeah. eight for this to happen. So, you know, count our lucky stars here. And at least it took this long for a mistake like this to happen. But anyway, go ahead.
1: I mean, think about how many muff punts the Giants have capitalized on, right? In that Bears game, they capitalized on two, right? So it was it was given. Uh, the Giants have really been getting a lot of things going their way recently. Uh, and it was kind of a given that that was eventually going to stop. In terms of Richie James, obviously those two punts ended up leading to 10 points. Um, and obviously huge momentum swings as well. I, I know I saw some people saying, you know, cut Richie James, how dare he? he, gotta, you know, he gotta be gone in the morning. I don't think you can cut him. Um, mainly because of what we just talked about for like five, 10 minutes right before talking about Richie James, we don't have a lot of receiving options. And I think Richie James is a decent option. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that he goes back and catches punts anymore Um, just, you know, a little idea that I have maybe put someone else back there, just a little hint to the special teams coaching staff. But, um, I do not think the Giants should cut him uh, because of that. Everyone has their bad days, um, as we know, and, you know, obviously it led, you know, definitely had an impact on today's game, but, you know, we can't, you know, let two errors define a single player, I think. So you don't want to just cut him. I think that's a little bit silly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just unfortunate from Richie James and just really, really bad, unlucky, uh, you know, play from him when it comes to just holding on to the football uh, when returning a punt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Were you going to transition? No, no, you go. All right. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going (laughs) to transition to the Giants defense, starting off with Leonard Williams getting his first sack of the season so good for Leonard Williams finally getting there on the board obviously struggled with a injury earlier this season got injured today came out luckily came back in he is okay which is good Uh, He also tied uh, for the lead in tackles for the Giants today with two other guys, Julian Love and Tomon Fox, who had good games, respectively. Um, So eight tackles today and a sack. So good for Leonard Williams. And then other shout out to Alex's boy, another one of Alex's boys. They both shined out today on offensive defense. Darius Lane on offense, Tomon Fox on defense with eight tackles, six solo tackles. He also had two tackles for loss. I want to say both of them were in the run game. He was a run stuffer today uh, against the Seattle Seahawks offense that included, what is it, Travis Holmer uh, and the running, the starting running back, obviously, Kenneth Walker. Um, so don't, for, they, don't
1: forget about DJ Dallas.
0: Who? DJ Dallas. <laughs> had how many rushes today?
1: I don't know, but he was returning kicks as well. And I think he had one rush, but don't worry about it.
0: (laughs) But anyway, besides Alex exposing his knowledge of the Seattle Seahawks depth chart, um, you know, Tomon Fox, I think, did a really good job against Seattle run game today. And then Leonard Williams, too. And Julian Love also tying the Giants uh, leading in in tackles for today. He had a couple nice tackles. um, And that's all I really remember from Julian Love, like a couple shoestring ones uh, getting guys down. So. Good job, Julian Love, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, and in terms of the secondary, Dory Jackson, huge pass breakup, and he had that strip fumble and recovery, so that was good. Uh, Fabian Moreau started off strong, uh, but then definitely got beat uh, by just a huge beast in DK Metcalf, who was just, I think, a little bit too fast, a little bit too strong, a little bit too powerful for him, uh, and he was able to get quite a few decent chunk plays. Overall, the secondary, I don't think it's a main issue of concern. You're not going to go up against guys like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, where they're so different but dynamic, uh, both of them at the same time. I think you're going to struggle with that, finding another duo kind of like that. um, You know, maybe in Philly, something like that, where you got Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I think that's kind of a a similar type of play, a similar type of uh, dynamic, I guess, between those two receivers. But besides that, I think, you know, you're not going to get many like that. And then I guess we'll talk end with positive news, right? Do you want to do that? Let's end with positive news. Despite the loss, Nick Gates returned after over a year now um, of that gruesome leg injury. and an amazing recovery story, and he actually was a part of Saquon Barkley's goal line touchdown. He came in as that jumbo tight end uh, and made a crucial block for Saquon to cross, um, to cross in for a touchdown.
0: Yeah, cross the goal line. Uh, yeah, uh, Bob,
1: that was what I was looking for.
0: Yeah, cross the goal line and, and get that touchdown. I, I thought that was on the tip of your tongue, Alex. Yeah, um, Nick Gates, whatever it was, the, what was it, the torn or broken fibula, right, or tibia, or whatever it was, it was two multiple broken things in his legs and was able to come back after a year and play in the NFL when you know maybe there were question marks about if he would play or walk eventually again, which was, I remember the, the first thing after he originally got injured was, wow, will this guy even walk again? Um, and he doesn't just walk, he still plays freaking NFL football. So
1: an amazing story uh, for Nick Gates. I mean, if I were him uh, and I had that injury, I would just quit football. I wouldn't even be walking around. So truly impressive what he did recovering like that.
0: And Saquon Barkley even said in his post game. Uh, press conference or talking with reporters, I guess individually, whatever it was, he said uh, that he should be nominated for the comeback player of the year. I don't know if you saw that, Alex, but uh, obviously teammates supporting teammates there, uh, and I think Saquon Barkley makes a great point. I mean, this is only the first game back for Nick Gates. Let's see what he can do uh, during the rest of the season. Obviously, they were easing him back, kind of putting him in as uh, an eligible, uh, yeah, eligible uh, tight end, you know, for for some stuffed runs. So let's see, you know, as he gets back to hopefully full. Uh, 100% healthy Nick Gates what he can bring to this offensive line just another uh, piece there especially when this offensive line is kind of you know uh, a little injured filled right now or injury filled offensive line right now he also Alex has two weeks. To, uh, to get there, right? He's got the bye week, so it's kind of a perfect time for Nick Gates to come off that pub list uh, or off the IR, whatever you want to call it. And just finishing up with those stat lines for those Seahawks receivers, Alex, like you said, I mean, the best probably one-two punch at the wide receiver position in the NFL. Tyler Lockett with five catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. Um, he even had that drop, wide open drop, might I add, that would have definitely went for the touchdown, so didn't even pad his stats as much as he could have. And DK Metcalf with six catches for 55 yards and one touchdown. Um, and yeah, I mean, they, th- to end this, it, it really did come to getting outcoached coached um, and outplayed by a better roster uh, and a better team in this game. Pete Carroll, historically amazing head coach um, for the Seattle Seahawks. And it just, they used their wide receivers, which they knew outdid the Giants' cornerback room. Um, and, you know, that they used them in the way they could, and that's why each of them had their own touchdown. Um, and, th- and that's, that's that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and Seattle
1: so. is obviously a really, really tough place to play as well, so that certainly oh, yeah. didn't help.
0: I mean, the crowd is, is unbelievable there. So, you know, Seattle, it was a great win by them. But again, the Giants, they still go into the bye week 6-2, and two, um, and, it's, and it's a remarkable place that they're at with the roster that they're at because of the coaching that they have. Um, and let's let's you know keep our heads held high as Giants fans here and be happy for that. So, go Giants! Uh, let's get a few plugs in here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at the Giant Take Pod on Instagram and Facebook. The Giant Take Podcast. Subscribe everywhere: Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Go to shipinstudios dot slash Giant Take to check out more places to listen um you can also rate that five stars and write a review if you want an apple podcast and rate us five stars on rate us five stars on spotify alex on twitter at annoying 23 i'm on twitter at joshull29 i don't know if i said that part already i might have repeated it whatever uh if you weren't listening or i talked too fast it's all good um all that info will be in the description or the podcast notes holy crap alex again uh episode 200 man uh Take it in for a second here. I know we did in the beginning, but uh it's been a long, long, long journey. And uh Wow, I mean, seniors in high school, two hundred episodes of the Giant Take podcast. It's like Woo And we both actually just finished college applications, like within the last couple of days too, right? You're all done?
1: Yeah. It's it's I'm crazy. all done? Time flies. Yeah. We started this. We are in freshman year. Freshman right? in high
0: school and we just finished submitting college applications recording our 200th episode of the Giant Take Podcast. That's – if you told us that freshman year, by the way, that you're going to be recording episode 200 after you just submitted college apps, I think that would be like
1: – I would have thought you were crazier than even saying the Giants would be 6-2 and two by the bye week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I would have thought you were very, very much choking. Um, I would have said – yeah, we're, through, we're doing this maybe through the summer and we'll get bored and stop.
1: Good 10, 15 episodes maybe. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean we had a good run while it lasted, right?
1: <laughs> oh my, yeah. All right, take it out. You got it. All right. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode, episode 200 of the Giant Take Podcast. Thank you for all your support and we'll see you all next time uh, for a bi-week preview.